everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. We thank you, Father. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor, O Lord. Father, we uplift all, hallelujah, our brothers and sisters in Christ the Messiah, especially the missionaries, O Father, that have been sent out to preach the gospel of Yeshua, Lord. We ask, O Lord, that you would give them power and demonstration by the Holy Spirit as they preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We ask, O oh Father, that you will provide all of their needs, O oh Lord God, according to your riches and glory that is in Christ the Messiah. We ask, O oh Father, for angels, Father, to assist them in their journeys as they go forth, O oh Father. Hallelujah. Planting seeds and, and baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are covering them and that you are protecting them, Father. And we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for the missionaries, Father, that are about your business. We pray, Father, for healing throughout the body of Christ. Father, we pray, O Lord, that you, Father, would heal the cancer that has infected the whole entire body of Christ, O Lord. We ask, O Father that you would touch every believer and that you would open their ears that they may hear what the Spirit is speaking to them individually. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will bring the bride out of sleep and slumber, that you will awaken her, Lord God, to truth, O oh Father. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in the body of Christ. Father, we bind up every principality and power that will come up against, hallelujah, the true believers that are walking in the way, that are following after Christ. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, that we are healed, that we are delivered, and that we are set free. We thank you, Father. In the name of your son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we thank you, Father. And we ask the Lord as we go into this spiritual strategy lesson on today hallelujah talking about the battle with the tongue O oh lord father that you would open up our understanding give us enlightenment and understanding father of your word O oh lord and father write it upon our hearts help us to memorize father to remember what you have spoken we thank you father for the revelation about the tongue, O oh Lord. We give you the glory, we give you the praise, and we give you the honor. In the name of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, beloved. Good morning to you, and welcome to Women of Grace. 
a voice in the wilderness. Hallelujah. I'm Sister Jackie, and we're coming together once again in the Word, diving into the Word this morning. You know, it's a it's a blessing when we can arise in the morning because the Lord has awakened us, hallelujah, to come before his presence. And we, we're seeking the Lord, hallelujah, this morning in this word to have understanding of what he's saying to us. Glory to God. And we want to always walk in truth. We want to always walk in truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. So we want to always walk in truth. Now, if you do not have the Spiritual Warfare Manual, you can write wog.vitw at hotmail.com, and uh, I will get that out. I will get that out to you, uh, Hallelujah, as soon as possible. And we are in ch- on chapter fifteen, sixteen. Chapter 16 in our Spiritual Strategy Manuals, and this title is called The Battle with the Tongue. This is part one, The Battle with the Tongue. You know, there is life and death in the power of your tongue. Hallelujah. We have the power to either bless a person's life or to destroy a person's life with our tongue. Hallelujah. Once we speak something out of our mouth, it's already released into the atmosphere, and you cannot retrieve it once it is released. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're going to read our article of war verse for today. It's James chapter 3. Hallelujah, and it's verse 8. Glory to God. Father, and I bind up, hallelujah, every principality and power that's, hallelujah, that is interfering on talks you right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, hallelujah, that you are covering the line, O Lord, that your presence is with us today, O Father. I pray that the ears hallelujah, that the enemy is using to be a distraction and interference on talk shoe line, hallelujah, even on Spreaker, Father, that the ears will be open to the voice of the Holy Spirit and that they will be convicted and turn and repent and receive you as Lord, Savior, and King. I thank you, Father. In the name of your Son, Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Well, James chapter 3 Verse 8 reads out the Amplified Bible, but the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a ruthless, undisciplined, irreconcilable evil, full of deadly poison. Let's read verse 9. With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and and with it, we curse men who were made in God's likeness. With our tongue, we bless the Lord and Father 
of our Lord Jesus Christ. And with the same tongue, beloved, we curse men who were made in God's likeness. Father, right now we ask you to forgive us if we have used our tongue as a tool to curse men's life. Father, we know and realize that we cannot take back what has been spoken out of our mouths. So we ask for forgiveness, O Lord. We ask that you would wash our tongue, that you would wash our mouth by washing our heart. For what proceeds out of the mouth comes from the heart, Lord. And we ask, O Father, that you would wash our hearts. Give us a transplant heart, Lord. Give us your heart that we may love through your heart that we may speak the word of truth, encouragement through your through the heart that you have given us, Father, and that is your heart. Father, we thank you for forgiving us and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to have to put, see if I can download it on here. Well, praise the Lord. That was our article, um, the key verse from the Articles of War, hallelujah, book. And that is the sword, which is the word of God. Introduction. In the previous chapter, we studied one of the main battlefields of spiritual warfare, the mind. What happens in the mind affects the tongue, and the tongue affects the spirit, soul, heart, and body. This chapter concerns another major arena of spiritual warfare, the battle with the tongue. What the battle says about the tongue, before we examine Satan's strategies for control of the tongue, let us read, Hallelujah, what James chapter 3, verse 1 through 13, has to say about it. That's James chapter 3, hallelujah, I'm going to find the uh, audio Bible for that, hallelujah, and I'm going to play it, um, I'm going to play the audio Bible of chapter of James, glory to God, for you. That is James chapter 3. Let me pull that up real quick. Hallelujah. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 13, I'm going to play for you. Glory to God. anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. 
See how great a forest a little fire kindles, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body, and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and creature of the sea, is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Does the spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Who is wise in understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Okay, well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For those on talk show um, that was not able to hear hear the um, audio Bible, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, and it reads, Not many of you should become teachers, self-constituted censors and reprovers of others, um, of others, my brethren, for you know that we teachers will be judged by a higher standard and with greater servant, severe servity than other people. Thus we assume the greater accountability and the more condemnation. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things, he is a fully developed character and a perfect man able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. If we set bits in the horse's mouths to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Likewise, look at the ships. Though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines. Even so, the tongue is a little member, and it can boast of great things. See how much wood or how great a forest a teeny, a teeny spark can set ablaze. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among other members, contaminating and depriving the whole body and setting on fire the, the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature being itself ignited by hell, Gehenna. For every kind of beast and bird or reptile and sea animal can be tamed, and has been tamed by human genius nature. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a restless, undisciplined, unreconcilable evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who were made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come forth blessing and cursing. 
These things, my brethren, ought not to be so. Can a fish, does a fountain send forth simultaneously from the same opening fresh water and bitter? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine, figs? Neither can a salt spring furnish fresh water. Who is there among you who is like who is wise and intelligent? Then let him by noble living show forth his good works with the unabusive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. In Luke chapter 6, verse 44. Good morning to you, Sister Blue. Good morning. We are on, we are in our very first study of the Spiritual Strategy Manuals. We are on chapter 16, and we're talking about the battle with the tongue. We are on Luke chapter 6, verse 44. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 6. And that is verse 44, where we are at right now. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 6, verse 44 reads, out of the Amplified Bible, For the earth, for, the, for each tree... For each tree is known and identified by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn thorn bushes, nor is a cluster of grapes picked from a brumal bush. Hallelujah. Each tree is known and identified by its own fruit fruit. Turn your swords to Matthew's chapter 7. Matthew's chapter 7, hallelujah, and verse 15. We're going to read uh, verses 15 to, um, to 20. Verse 15 to 20, hallelujah, we're going to read. Remember that the words that are in red, if you have a Bible that has the words of Christ in red, they are important. These are the words that are coming out of Christ's mouth. He says, beware of false prophets who come to you dressed as sheep, but inside they are devouring wolves, and you will know them. Hallelujah. Um, The page for, let me see, that would be page 199 in your manual. Page 199. Hallelujah. He says you can identify the false prophet by their speech. He says that they are dressed as sheep. Bad, bad. But inside they are devouring wolves. 
So Christ is warning, hallelujah, the believer about these false prophets that are truly wolves. You're welcome, Sister Blue. They are truly wolves on the inside, and you can identify them by their speech. He says, you will fully recognize them by their fruits. Do people pluck grapes from thorns or figs from thistles? Even so, every healthy, sound tree bears good fruit. Worthy of admiration, but the sickly, decaying, worthless tree bears bad fruit, worthless fruit. A good, healthy tree cannot bear bad, worthless fruit, nor can a bad, diseased tree bear excellent fruit worthy of admiration. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. Therefore, you will fully know them by their fruits. Hallelujah. And the fruit hallelujah, is the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. He says you will know them by their fruits. Now, all of this is cross-reference for James. James chapter uh, 3, verse 12, talking about, Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine figs? Can we bless the Lord of heaven and earth with the same mouth and then turn around and curse our brothers and our sisters. It is impossible. Even though many are doing this, you can tell the false from the true by what proceeds out of their mouth. Hallelujah. In my journey and in my walk with the Lord from experience, beloved, hallelujah. And, um, Witnessing how believers bite and devour one another with the tongue, how we curse one another, and then we'll turn around, hallelujah, go to church and begin to praise God like nothing has ever happened. There was a sister in the Lord, hallelujah, close sister in the Lord, so I thought. Glory to God, and and in some days, you know, I would, I you know, some I would hear her praying, Hallelujah, praising God, confessing the Word of God, and then the next second, Hallelujah, something a little bit after that, if someone did something that she didn't like, Hallelujah, that um, she did not agree with, she would curse them with her mouth, Hallelujah, speaking things. Hallelujah, that were not true whatsoever. We speak into the atmosphere. We cannot retrieve back, beloved. And I'll never forget that, hallelujah, the same sister in the Lord, glory to God, um, had asked me if I wanted to uh, go go out, glory to God, on a, on a uh, to go out with her and her her male friend to a jazz concert, and I I told her that I would pray about it. Glory to God, because you know at that time, Lord, 
Lord was bringing me out and he was healing me. Hallelujah. Healing and restoring. And he had my focus on me coming out of the world and not to be a part of the world. So the sister the Lord asked me if I would, you know, go, like to go out to a jazz concert um, that her her friend bought a ticket, bought two tickets, no, actually bought three tickets, and uh, wanted me to go. So I told her that I'll pray about it. And, you know, I talked to God about it just briefly. Father, if it's your will for me to go to this jazz concert, yay or nay. But the Lord told me not to go. So the next morning I, I relayed the message to her that, you know, the Lord said I, that that I can't go. I tell you, this, this sister and the Lord, she manifested. I wouldn't have never thought that, but she manifested. Uh, she began to attack my character. Uh, she began to say things about me that had nothing to do with the situation. I mean, just totally manifested. The Lord said that for me not to go. You know, and I posited, you know, and I said to her, I apologize if I have, um, if I hurt you in, by, if I hurt you in any way by telling you that the Lord told me not to go. I would have never thought that she would have got upset about me not going. That day, the Lord showed me right then and there because of the things that were coming out of her mouth. That were, it, they, they weren't blessings. She was attacking my character. They're, they were not blessings. She was cursing me. And I told her then, I said, I told her then, I don't know what spirit that you are listening to, but I know that it's not the, the Holy Spirit. I, you know, and I told her, I will have no dealings with you any longer. See, because there is a false spirit that is operating in the body of Christ that's trying to portray the Holy Spirit. And you can tell when you do something to a person, hallelujah, that they don't like, they jap out on you. That's how you know if they have the true Ruah Hakadosh, the Holy Spirit, or if they're listening to another spirit. And from that day, you know, um, I'm all this and I'm all that. We are to bless our brothers and our sisters with the same mouth that we bless the Lord with. Hallelujah. We are not to be imitators, perpetrators, counterfeiters, and false. And there's a many false disciples, many false apostles, many false prophets that are in the body of Christ. And you can identify them by their fruits, the word of God said. Let's continue on. These verses reveal that although the tongue is a little member of your body, it is very powerful. We can bless a man or we can curse a man with our tongue. Hallelujah. Though the tongue, the whole body can be defiled, the tongue can never be tamed by man. It is only when you yield your tongue to God can uh, to God can control be maintained over it. 
but even then it would never be tamed. Here it says that the tongue can never be tamed. You can never relax your guard over the tongue believing you have total, totally conquered it. The Bible compares the tongue to one, a fire, James chapter 3, verse 5, as a fire. Turn your swords to Proverbs chapter 16. That's Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27. It says, the tongue is compared to a burning fire. Proverbs verse 16, uh, chapter 16, verse 27 reads, out of the Amplified Bible, hallelujah. It reads out the Amplified Bible, a worthless man devises and digs up mischief, and in his lips there is as a scorching fire. Hallelujah. Let's read verse 28 as well. A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer separates close friends. Here it says that the tongue is compared to a world of iniquity. James chapter 3, verse 6 out the Amplified says, For every For every, hallelujah, a tongue, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members, contaminating and depriving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature being itself ignited by hell, Gehenna. It says the tongue is a fire. It says that the tongue can contaminate and deprive the whole body. Hallelujah. Your tongue, glory to God. What comes out of your mouth? If you are a believer, you say that you're a believer, you say that you're born again. Hallelujah. But yet you, your mouth is like a dirty Hallelujah, a dirty uh, sink is file. You're cussing up a storm. You're cursing people. Then you need to recheck if you are truly born again or not. Hallelujah. Our mouth, what comes out of our mouth comes from the heart. And it contaminates the whole being, not just part of you, but the whole being. And if you are cursing, you can curse somebody in an intelligent way. You know that, right? You don't have to use curse words to curse someone. You can speak evil against a person without using curse words. Hallelujah. By calling them everything other than what God sees them as. Hallelujah. The tongue 
is compared to a beast that needs taming. A beast that needs taming. Hallelujah. Now, James says that you can tame every animal. Hallelujah. And that you can even steer a boat with a little teeny rudder on one of them big old giant cruise ships. But you cannot tame the tongue, is what James is saying. You cannot tame the tongue. Let's look up the word tame. Glory to God. Let's look up the word tame. Which means correct by punishment or discipline. Correct by punishment or discipline. The word tame. It is a verb. Chasten, subdue, to make less strong or intense, soften. This is tame, beloved. Adapt a wild plant or unclaimed land to to the environment. This is tame. Cultivate, domesticate, neutralize, hallelujah, This is tame. Make fit for cultivation. We cannot tame the tongue. But when you begin to study the life of Christ, it is by the power of the Holy Spirit that is able to tame that tongue actually changes your whole entire speech. When you are consumed with Christ the Messiah, your whole entire speech changes. If you recall in the gospel when Jesus was arrested and they took him to the the inner court that Peter followed, hallelujah, behind them. And as he was standing with the rest of the uh, crowd and um, watching what was going on, a young maiden uh, said that you are with, uh, with Jesus. How does she identify him? By his speech. She told him that you sound just like Jesus. You can become so enfield with the presence of the Lord by just reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that you begin to sound like Christ. And this is the desire of the Lord that we begin to say what Christ says. And in order to do that, you must study him. You must read about him. You must fall deeply in love with him. Hallelujah. 
we <coughs> we cannot domesticate the tongue. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit that we are able, hallelujah, to have a change of speech. When our heart change, hallelujah, our speech change. The tongue is compared as a fountain of either fresh or bitter water. James chapter 3 verse 11 says, Does a fountain send forth simultaneously from the same opening fresh water and bitter? The tongue can be compared as a tree bearing either good or evil fruit. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine figs? Neither can a salt spring furnish fresh water. Hallelujah. Uh, I'm going to see. I thought I had downloaded the Message Bible to see what the Message Bible is saying. Hallelujah. Can um, the tongue is compared as an unruly evil? That is James 3, verse 8. He says, but the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a ruthless, undisciplined, irreconcilable, irreconcilable evil, full of deadly poison. Glory to God. The tongue can be compared as deadly poison. The tongue can be compared as a sharp razor. Turn your swords to Psalms, chapter 52, and verse 2. Psalms, chapter 52, verse 2. Hallelujah. The tongue can be compared to a saw, a sharp razor. Glory to God. Has any of you ever cut accidentally yourself with a razor? A very thin cut. Hallelujah, but it's painful. Hallelujah, it hurts. Here, Psalms chapter 52, verse 2, out of Psalms, reads, Your tongue devises wickedness. It is like a sharp razor working deceitfully. Let, let me, that's, that's awesome. that is awesome, y'all. It says, the tongue devises wickedness it is like a sharp razor working deceitfully we can either curse our brothers or sisters or bless them with our tongue and words cut and they hurt you know the old world saying hallelujah sticks and stones may break my bones but words would never hurt me. That is a lie. Hallelujah. I don't even know who came up with that phrase, but it's a lie. Words cut, hallelujah, to the heart. Here it says that it's like a razor. And we can hurt and destroy people with our tongue, with our mouth. This is why the Bible says that we are to be quick to hear and slow to speak. 
We must be very careful what we allow to come out of our mouths. We must learn to catch ourselves. Even though we have a thought, hallelujah, we want to give somebody a piece of our mind when they do something that we don't like. We must immediately be conscious of the voice of the Holy Spirit and yield, hallelujah, to the Holy Ghost. We don't always have to respond back, hallelujah, to someone that has hurt us. We don't have to respond back, beloved. We don't have to defend ourselves because, hallelujah, our fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's a spiritual fight. Yeah, I'm about to transfer. It is a spiritual fight, beloved. And the tongue can hurt us. As a child, and I think I shared this with you guys before already. As a child, things were spoken over me by my mom, by my sisters and my brother. Hallelujah, that I am fighting still today. The kids used to call used to call me Evil Lena. Why? Because, you know, uh I have hazel brown eyes and when, you know, I go outside the sun really bothers my eyes and which as a young child it caused me to have a line. I would frown. And it was not because I was mad or anything or upset, but because the sun was hurting my eyes, I had to squish my eyes, and it developed a line right between my brow. So when people look at me, they automatically think that I'm mad when I'm not. And so they used to call me names. Hallelujah. You know, I remember as a child, my mother would say, because uh, I have a twin sister, she would say that they switched babies on her in the hospital. And, and, and that devastated me. For a long time as a child, I thought that maybe that's not my mother. Words cut, words hurt. When I end up getting pregnant at the age of 19 out of wedlock, hallelujah, my mother sat and she told me that I would never be anything, that no one would ever love me, that I wouldn't amount to anything. And beloved, I am fighting with tooth and bone, with dear life, with all that I have against those words that were spoken to me a long time ago at the age of 19, and I'm 54 now, and I'm fighting those words. I'm fighting the curses that people have spoken. So words can destroy, they can, they can shape an individual's child's life by what we speak Hallelujah. Out of our mouth. So we must be careful when we become born again believers. We must begin to see one another as Christ sees us and begin to speak what the word of God says concerning our brothers and sisters. 
We are commanded to speak those things as though they be not as though they were. It is by the power of the word that a soul is transformed. And if we're constantly speaking that you're evil, you're this and you're that, and we're we're using our mouth to bring up the past, we're hurting one another and cutting one another, we can damage someone's life. We can cause someone to walk away from God because of how we are treating them with our mouths. I'll never forget in the church that I was going to, one of the sisters in the Lord said that you were dis, you are disobedient. And I'm trying to figure out how am I disobedient? I'm doing all that the word tells me to do. She can never tell me what how I was being disobedient. But that was out of jealousy. And it got to a point, beloved, that every, you know, the enemy really had it out for me. He really got it out for me, y'all. And and he would use people in the body of Christ to speak curses on my life that I end up walking away from the church because I got tired of hearing curses and not edification and not blessing. And until this day, it's still the same thing. We need to learn how to edify one another, bless one another, lift one another up, beloved. Speak what the word of God says. We must not allow our tongue to be like a sharp razor, to to carry venom in our tongue, to poison somebody's life. And we got it real bad when we get upset and we want to vent, we pick up the telephone and we call another sister or brother and we pour out the poison in their ear against someone else. which causes that brother or sister to not like that person that you're talking about. That is not right. That's a whole new different subject. Hallelujah. The tongue is compared as a sharp razor. Turn to Psalms chapter 57, verse 4, and also Psalms chapter 59 and verse 7. The tongue is compared as a sharp razor. Now, that's deep, y'all. We can cut and hurt people with what comes out of our mouth. Speaking mean and evil, especially if you have jealousy for somebody. You come come against their character. You tear them down. It's our behavior that betrays if Christ is living in us or not, if we are transformed or not, it's our behavior, how we act, what comes out of our mouth. The tongue is compared as a soft sword. Psalms chapter 57, verse 4, my life is among lions. I must lie among those who are aflame. The sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows. Their tongue sharp swords. My goodness, my goodness, that sounds like a lion to me. David is talking about those that wanted to destroy his life. He compared them as lions. 
He compared them as a flame of fire. He compared the sons of men, their teeth, as spears and arrows, their tongues as sharp swords. We can either bless or we can curse from our mouth. Psalms 59 verse 7 said, Behold, they bleach out insults with their mouths, swords of ridicule, slander, and lies are in their lips for who they think hears us. He says that they are spewing out insults with their mouths. They're ridiculing, they're slandering your name, they're tearing it down, and not only that, they're speaking lies. And this is going on in the body of Christ that should not be. That we are going to tell a brother and sister that Sister Amy did this and thus and so to me, and Sister Amy did not do anything to you. But we're doing it to tear their, to, to ridicule and slander their character. We are speaking lies against Sister Amy so that these people over here will not like Sister Amy. That is not the spirit of Christ. But that is the lips of the devil, the tongue of Satan. He is the father of lies. He says, are in their lips. Lies, ridicule, and slander are in their lips. And they're saying to themselves, uh, they think that nobody's hearing them. We must realize that God is on the scene with us every day, all day. And that our lives and what comes out of our mouths is being recorded in our personal book. God has a journal of each and every human being that is born on the planet of this earth. And he have angels, hallelujah. The angels are writing everything that is being done from you, that is. So if you have a foul mouth, if you are a mouth that you have a mouth that ridicules, a mouth that slanders, if you have a tongue that lies, Pray and ask God. Repent, first of all. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask the Lord, because that's a spirit. Hallelujah. To deliver you and to set you free. Because it's the enemy is an evil demonic spirit that ridicules and slanders and speaks lies. Hallelujah. The tongue can be compared as a poisonous Serpent, turn your swords to Psalms 140, Psalms 140, verse 3. Psalms 140, verse 3. Also turn your swords to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 14, and hold your place there. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 14, hold your place there. The tongue is compared as a poisonous serpent. For it reads out of Psalms 140, verse 3, they sharpen their tongues like a serpent's aider. Poison is under their lips. Selah. Pause and calmly think about that. 
If any of you are recalling the uh, Gospels where, the, where John, John the Baptist, called the Sadducees and the Pharisees uh, snakes, the poison was in their tongues. He called them snakes, y'all. He called them apps. Hallelujah. Glory to God. People that lie. Now, beloved, we must understand the distinction between the loss and the one that calls on the name of the Lord. The loss are under the power and control of Master Satan and sin. Born again believer will be under control of the Holy Spirit Lord. So you tell when a, someone goes on the name of the Lord, they can poison out of their lips. They, they slap and they talk about folks that lying on folks. They speak in lies. Their words are not trustworthy. It makes you wonder what spirit do they have? Are they truly a child of the living God? I would have to say no. According to the word of God, I would have to say no. See, because that's the fruit that they are bearing from their heart. Hallelujah. Remember the scripture says we shall know them by the fruit that they bear. We shall know them by their fruit. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 14 reads, The tongue can be compared as a deep pit. The mouth of a loose woman is a deep pit for ensnaring wild animals. He with whom the Lord is indignant and who is abhorrent to to him will fall into the pit. Hallelujah. The tongue can be compared as a deep pit. And those that are have not allowed the Holy Spirit to control their tongues are leading others to fall into that same pit. Glory to God. The Bible says the tongue is powerful because of the effect it has on others. The tongue actually has the power to bring death or life. To the swords to the Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Chapter 18, verse 20 of the Amplified Bible. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for, for death or life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It was a commentary here for Psalms 140, verse 3. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And we'll get back to um we'll get back to Proverbs. Hallelujah. Okay. Um we'll go back to Proverbs. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, beloved. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it, for death or life. Hallelujah. 
We have power of life and death in our tongue. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37 reads, For your words you will be justified and acquitted. And by your words you will be condemned and sentenced. Hallelujah. By your words, beloved, you will be justified and acquitted. And by your words, you will be either condemned and sentenced by your words. The tongue is powerful powerful because of the effect it has on you. You can snare yourself with your own words. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 2. It reads out the Amplified. I'm going to read it out the King James first, and then I'll read it out the Amplified. It says, Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Out the Amplified, it reads, You are snared with the words of your lips. You are caught by the speech of your mouth. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 15 reads, He who becomes security for an outsider shall smart for, uh, shall smart for it, but he who hates suretyship is secure from its penalties. Okay, it has nothing to do with that, but it was a cross-reference. We can either be snared by what comes out of our lips, And we can be caught by our speech. Hallelujah. You should know them, hallelujah, by what proceeds out of their mouth. But see, beloved, it's difficult when you're not around that person all the time. And this is where the spirit of discernment comes in. Glory to God. That we're not around the leaders of the pastor. 24 hours out of the day. So we we cannot witness or hear, hallelujah, for ourselves or be in the company of their behavior. And this is where the spirit of discernment comes in at. I remember there was a church that I was going to, hallelujah, and I was up under apostle. His name was Pastor Frank, Apostle Frankly. Hallelujah, and um, I enjoyed going there. And but one day, the Lord, in a dream, in a vision, I was dreaming about Pastor Franklin, and the Lord showed me His heart. Hallelujah. In this dream, there was a well, and in the well, there was no water. In this well, it was dry. And the Lord was telling me, and the scripture came up about the dry bones, empty bones. And he was telling me that he had nothing to give spiritually, to impart spiritually. That he was not who he said he was. He was empty. Hallelujah. Now, this man was speaking great words out of his mouth, y'all. You would think and believe that he was truly a man of God. So the Lord spoke to me and told me to separate myself. Hallelujah. See, because everyone that I sit up under, beloved, 
Hallelujah. God is going to reveal something of that individual to me. Because I refuse to be led any longer or to be led by anything that's untrue or false. And that comes with when you develop a true relationship with the king of glory. He will show you the king of glory. He will show you and reveal to you a person's heart, the spirit. Many of us, we look at the outward appearance of a person and not seek the Lord concerning, hallelujah, their heart and their spirit. But we'll be swept away by what someone says. Hallelujah. We can be snared by words from someone's mouth. Many of today are, are blinded because they have itching ears. I don't, and I've often told you guys, hallelujah, I don't have big, giant, intelligent words, and I don't. And I'm not going to claim and say that I do, because I don't. I can only speak what the Holy Spirit tells me to speak. But there are some in the body of Christ that want to impress other people by their speech, by their words. Their people are being drawn away by the the words, the intelligent, elegant words that can be totally in error. Hallelujah. Found out that Joseph Prince, his teaching, his studying comes from the mikvic belief. That's an idol. Glory to God that he is intertwined with the gospel. And when you hear him, oh, it sounds so much like the word of God. It sounds ooh, like it's so anointing, but it's actually method teaching from his culture. Many are being led astray and deceived by speech. Because they refuse to sit down and open the scriptures, the sword themselves, and search the scriptures and allow the Holy Spirit to teach them on whether what they're receiving from the pulpit is of God, from God or not. Another evidence is it changing you, is it changing you into the likeness of Christ? Can people identify you as being with Christ or with the world? Many today are sitting in these dead churches, hallelujah, are not being transformed at all, beloved. Hallelujah. Are not being transformed at all. They think that good works, good behaviors is going to get them browning points into the hep kingdom of God. When Jesus said in the book of John chapter 3 that except you are born again of what in the spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of God. But many seem to think that it's by their works, their good deeds, that is get them that is going to get them into the kingdom of God. Not so, beloved. Because whatever whatever leadership you're up under, hallelujah, your lifestyle is going to manifest whether you're being changed and transformed or not by the word that you're receiving. Yesterday when I came, last night when I came home from work, Went upstairs. I used to go upstairs, say hi to my daughter, let her know I'm here, and I laid on a, on 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 her, and and her and her roommate was talking, 
It was as if I was not even in the room, beloved. They did not even acknowledge me that I was there. They didn't say hello. She didn't say hello, mom. They continued on in their conversation as if I was not there. Now, you tell me, beloved, if you're in a word church and you're sitting up under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, would that would that have happened? Hallelujah. Change is not taking forth. I've also said many a times, you can go to church, beloved, 360 days, 365 days out of a year. Sit up under the word of God and still be an unbeliever. Because the that word that you are hearing, you're not hearing because it's not transforming your life. It's not transforming your heart and it's not transforming your attitude. Many today in the body of Christ have not even been baptized in the Holy Spirit because it's being taught there is no need for it any longer. They've taken a scripture completely out of, out of text. Jesus said that you must be born again of water and the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit and baptism. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit that transforms you. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit that gives you understanding to read a spiritual book. You can read the Bible. I I kid you not, beloved. When I was a teenager, I would read the Bible. I had not a clue of what it was saying. Had no understanding. I would go to church because I was taught that it was a good thing to go to church. But I was not born again. I was not born again. Hallelujah. Because my lifestyle did not change. I did not confess Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I was not baptized. But I read the Bible. I went to church. But I was not born again. And we meet, and this is a reality. This is being taught in the church. Many are not born again. They go to church, beloved. Just because they go to church don't mean that they're born again. Hallelujah. See, because the Holy Spirit is not rude. The Holy Spirit would have told them to say something, would have spoke. But I was not acknowledged at all. At all, y'all. It's as if I was a fly that was in the room. I was just there. And this is how our young people, hallelujah, are being raised in the church. This is how they act. We talked about that in Romans, that the, the children will have no respect for their parents. Neither the teenagers will have any respect for the elders or the adults, and they don't. And mind you, beloved, my feelings were hurt, but the Lord told me they are not being transformed by the church, at the church that they're going to. They're just doing good deeds. That's it. 
They're still, they're still living a life of sin. Hallelujah. Moving on. The tongue is powerful because your words can separate you from God. In Psalms chapter 12, verse 14, uh, Psalms chapter 12, verse 4 says, Who have said with our tongue will, be, will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? Hallelujah. Let me read that out of the Amplified. Psalms chapter 12 and verse 4. Those who say with our tongues we prevail, our lips are our own to command at or our will, who is Lord and Master over us. We are to yield our tongues to the Holy Spirit, beloved. Hallelujah. We are to yield our whole being to the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Strategies of Satan, the battle for the tongue. Your tongue is closely related to your heart, body, and soul, and spirit. Your tongue is closely related to your heart, body, soul, and spirit. For example, if Satan has control of your heart, he has control of your tongue. For it says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 through 20, But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and, defi- and they defile the man. What comes out of your mouth defiles you. If you're a liar, that is defiling your heart. It's defiling you. If you're a slanderer, it's defiling you. Hallelujah. If you spit out bitterness, hallelujah, and poison and slander, talking about one another, dogging one out, that is defiling you. For out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts. Here we go with the heart, y'all. I love this. Hallelujah. I love it. It'll tell you, glory to God, whether you are born again, believer or not, by what comes, hallelujah, from your heart. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Bible, Matthew chapter 15, verse 18 to 20. He says, and this is Christ speaking, this is Jesus speaking. He said, but whatever comes out of the mouth comes from the heart. And this is what makes a man unclean and defiles him. Verse 19. He says, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, reasonings and disputings and designs, such as murder, adultery, sexual vice, theft, false witnessing, slander, and irreverent speech, These are what makes a man unclean and defile him. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean or defile him. See, the the, the Pharisees, I believe these were the Pharisees. Yeah, it was the Pharisees got upset and displeased because the disciples did not wash their their hands before they sat down to eat. 
Jesus was saying, you sitting down not washing your hands is not what defiles you. Now, granted, you may get a, you may get a germ or something in your body because you didn't wash your hands, but he, it would not defile you. What comes from the heart, what proceeds out of the heart, hallelujah, comes out of your mouth. He says, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 reads, You offspring of vipers. Hallelujah. This is John the Baptist talking to the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Hallelujah. He says, You offspring of vipers. How can you speak good things when you are evil? Wicked. For out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why I question that the people that say that they love me, but yet with that same mouth, they will curse me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We said from the heart, beloved, we must understand that. Proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemy. These are the things which defiles a man. What is in your heart? The Bible says, God said himself that I will give you a new heart. He will take away the stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. A heart, beloved, that is after him. A heart that is seeking him. A heart that do not want to sin against him. He will change and transform your heart. And this is how you know if your heart has been transformed. If you are still committing, if these things, if if thoughts, evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, etc., blasphemies are still coming out of your heart, have your heart been changed? Because what's coming out is defiling you. Luke chapter 6, verse 45, it says, out the King James Version, Luke chapter 6, verse 45, hallelujah, it reads, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. What is coming out of your mouth? Out of the Amplified, it reads, The upright, honorable, Man, out of the good treasure stored in his heart, produces what is upright, honorable. And the evil man, out of the evil storehouse, bring forth that which is deprived, wicked, evil, for out of the abundance, overflow of the heart, his mouth speaks. Satan uses the things you say to cause a breach opening 
into your spirit. Satan uses the things you say to cause a breach opening into your spirit. Yesterday at work, hallelujah, two children came in, a a brother and a sister. The brother was big, and and he was uh, treating his little sister. I said, this is your little sister. And he said, yeah, she just gets on my nerve. I, I, I wish she was. And I had to tell him, no, you don't, sweetheart. Don't say that. See, because if something happens to her, you're going to miss her. Even children would speak things out of their mouth, and we as parents need to correct them quickly. Hallelujah. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, and we need to correct what is coming out of their mouth. What makes a good parent? That we are listening and listening and hearing what our children are saying. And if it's contrary to what the word of God says, we step in to correct it. Whereas a parent that has just don't care, allow their children to say whatever comes out of it, whatever they want out of their mouth. Whatever Satan put in their mind, they're speaking it out of their mouth. And we do not step in and make a correction. Just because you had a child does not make you a parent. Parenting, hallelujah, takes work. It takes you getting involved. It takes you making corrections. Hallelujah. I'm often to myself correcting my grandchildren by the things that come out of their mouth that they probably obtain from their peers, from school, from um, relationships that my daughter's with, hallelujah, who, who, who uh, girlfriend, children is just wild, they run a buck crazy, saying any old thing out their mouth. The grandchildren pick it up and, and they begin to speak it. And if I catch it, I have to correct it because we have, po- we have the power of life and death in our tongue. Even a child does. And we need to correct it. Satan uses the things you say to cause a breach opening into your spirit. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 4 says, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. But perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Underline that in your Bible. Memorize that. He says, I'm going to read it out the, out the Amplified. The Amplified says, a gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life. But willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. We can even bless our brothers and sisters, a curse and beloved. We can either speak healing. It says a gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life. We can speak life into a person's life. Speaking what the word of God says, edifying them and encouraging them, backing it up with action. Hallelujah. 
in anything in our life, we are to be trees of life, not trees of death. There are certain plants on this planet of earth that is poisonous. And if you do not know how to identify those plants, hallelujah, you can accidentally, somebody can accidentally poison you with it. We are to be trees of life. It is time out of being trees of death. I've been, I've been around trees of death, beloved, all my life. They never had anything good to say. They never encouraged me. Even the churches that I went to, they never edified me. They never encouraged me. Hallelujah. They always spoke perverseness. They always spoke evil. They always spoke curse against me. I said, Father, this is not your spirit, and I refuse to be a part of it any longer because it was tearing me down. It was destroying me. It was bringing devastation to my spirit and my soul. Hallelujah. To edify, I wouldn't care how bad a person is. Hallelujah. We are to always be trees of life, speaking life into a soul, not death. Hallelujah. Let's move on. By evil communication, you can create a breach through which Satan enters to war against your spirit. Satan also uses your lips to affect your soul. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 7. Turn your swords there to Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 7. Hallelujah. My daughter, she had something going on uh, two days ago where the uh, uh, the youth met up here at the house, and they talked about writing a book where the mothers are killed. This is what's going on in the church, beloved, that they go into. Oh, let us write a book uh, where the mothers are destroyed, where they're killed. And I'm saying to myself, the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. The devil is a liar. How about why, why don't we write a book about destroying Satan that is operating in the church? How about that? But this is what's come. This is what this that came out of their mouth. Hallelujah! What's in the heart will proceed out of the mouth. Hallelujah! So we 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 need to pray, beloved. Pray for pray for my daughter. Pray for her roommate. Hallelujah! We need to pray for our teenagers, our young folks that think they know everything, and they don't know anything. Hallelujah. We need to pray that they truly get born again and delivered. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 7 said, A self-confident fool's mouth is his ruin. A self-confident fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are a snare to himself. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23 says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from trouble. That's a good one. Underline it. Memorize it. Proverbs chapter 21. I'm going to read that out. The Amplified Bible reads, 
He who guards his mouth and his tongue keeps himself from trouble. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13 reads, The wicked is dangerously snared by the transgression of his lips, but the uncompromisingly righteous shall come out of trouble. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3 says, He who guards his mouth keeps his life, but he who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or life. Hallelujah. And James chapter 3, verse 2 reads, For we all often stumble and fall and often in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things, he is a fully developed character and a perfect man. So we want to be fully developed and perfect, beloved, because our Father is perfect. We need to take time, pause, think about what we're getting ready to say out of our mouth. Will it edify or will it destroy? Man uh, man able to control his own body and to curb his entire nature. We want to be, have a de- fully developed character and a, purple, a, per- a perfect man, a woman. If we watch what we say out of our mouth, it starts in the thoughts first, beloved. Before you say anything out your mouth, it starts at the thought process first. Will it edify this brother or sister or will it destroy them? And and the word that's often used. Now, I don't want you to get offended by what I'm getting ready to say. Then maybe you should not say it. Or I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Your opinions don't mean anything. But they do hurt. We are always to speak what the word of God says. And and people that, hallelujah, that are jealous and envious of other brothers and sisters in Christ, they always say, I, I, I don't want you to get offended by what I'm getting ready to say to you. You know whether a person loves you or not by their actions. Action speaks louder than words, and it truly, truly does, beloved. You're an evil bitch. Speaks louder than words. Hallelujah. You see, Satan's getting real evil. This is somebody that's on talk show. Hallelujah. That's from Northwest California. And he's getting mad because I'm speaking the truth. Now, see, that's how the enemy operates. But my prayer is is that the Holy Spirit will convict this person, whomever they are, that they will be convicted by the Holy Spirit and that they will repent and turn to Christ. See, because if if we do not repent and give our lives to Christ when the king returns, hallelujah, your destiny is hell. 
Point blank, there will be no second chances. There will be no other chances because you are already condemned because you do not believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I have no idea who this person is, but blessed, I speak blessings. I speak that the Holy Spirit would bring forth the gospel of Jesus Christ into this person's ear and that they will be delivered and set free from uh, this demonic spirit that has control over them. Glory to God. But moving on, moving on, he says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from troubles. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 23. Through the tongue, Satan affects your whole body. James chapter 3, verse 6 reads, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and set it on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Your tongue affects your whole life, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Satan seeks control of your tongue by tempting you to speak covenous words. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 reads, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Idle words. Matthew chapter 12 verse 36 reads, but I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Every idle word that proceeded out of our mouths, beloved, we are going to have to give account for it. Hallelujah. So it's better, it's better to, be, it's better to uh, do what the word of God says, that it said be quick to hear, quick to listen, but slow to speech. We must be very careful about what comes out of our mouths. Hallelujah. And if we slip, repent, ask God for forgiveness. Jesus is constantly washing and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. Foolish words, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 14. The heart of him that had understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Talk about unprofitable words. Of these things, put them in remembrance. This is Timothy speaking. He said, of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. We are to speak words that will be profitable to the hearer. Fables and commandments of men, fables and commandments of men. Titus chapter 1 verse 14 reads, Now giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Hallelujah. Many are given, many of us are falling up under the commandments of men. You must do this, you must do that to be a part of this church. There's nowhere in the Bible, in the, especially in the new epistles, that says anything about you joining the church. 
Hallelujah. Because there's only one church, and, and Christ Jesus is the great shepherd of that church. When you become born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, you are already a part of the church. It's nowhere in the Bible that you would find, and especially <clears throat> under the new covenant that tells you that you must become a member of this church in order to enjoy the benefits. It's not in there. That's a man-made commandment. Evil about things you do not know, Jude chapter 10. But these speak evil of those things which they do not know. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 12. But these are natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed. Speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall, not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. Hallelujah. It's a whole list of things that's going on here. Hallelujah. But um, it is 920, and I'm going to close off. Hallelujah. Uh, close off right here, and we're going to pick up on what the Word says about our tongues. Hallelujah. On Wednesday. Hallelujah. We'll pick up on what the word of God says about our tongues on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your this word, O oh Lord. We thank you for this word on this morning, O oh Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. That the power of life and death is in our tongue, O oh Lord. And we can either bless our brother or sister or curse our brothers or sisters. But, Daddy God, we want to be men and women that are trees of life, that will speak healing to the hurting soul, that will speak encouragement, hallelujah, that will spark, hallelujah, set a flame, Father, a spark of hope. Lord, and speak your word. Father, teach us, O oh Lord God, when we are being speaking idle words and words that don't that, that does not edify. Teach us, Father God. Make us aware, Father, of our speech. And Father, if we say anything out of the way, Lord God, that is not edifying and encourage you, Lord, we, we ask for your forgiveness. And we ask, Father, that you would cleanse and wash us from all unrighteousness. You said, for out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Daddy God, if we're not edifying our brothers and sisters, but we, Father God, we are speaking perverseness, we are speaking lies about them, hallelujah, we are gossiping, we are, uh, uh, Father, we we are setting, we are, we're sharing poisons with other brothers and sisters, hallelujah, Father, forgive us, and Father, we forgive the people that have spoke ill against us, Lord. From all those from our childhood up until today, O oh Lord, which is August the 7th, Father, we forgive consciously and willingly every person that ever spoke a curse in our life. 
that ever said that we won't be nothing amount to nothing. Every person that said that we are false teachers and false prophets. Every word, Father God, that did not edify but destroyed our spirit, that broke our hearts, that tore us, O oh Lord, that brought hurt. Father, we've released them in forgiveness. And we ask, Father, that you would pour out the healing balm of Gilead and that you would heal the wounds and the scars upon our heart that we may not do the same to someone else, O oh Lord. And also, Father, we lift up Jody this morning before you. We come together, hallelujah, as a corporate body, and we pray for Jody in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, we ask that you are the giver of life, O oh Lord. You are the great physician. And from what I understand, Lord, she's in the hospital right now. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would bring healing first to her spirit man. Hallelujah. That you would bring healing to her spirit man. That you, Father God, hallelujah, would restore life. We ask, O oh Lord, that you would send, hallelujah, harvesters to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ to her. Then, Father, we ask that you would heal her body from the crown of her head to the very soles of her feet. Father, we asking this in faith. We asking, Father, because you said that if two or three are gathered in my name, there you are in the midst, that we can ask whatsoever we will and that you would do it. So, Father, we pray for Jody right now. And we ask, oh, Father, that you will heal her whole body, spirit, soul, and body. Father, that the manifestation of her healing of her spirit will be manifested in the natural realm. We also ask, O oh Father, that you would open up doors for Miss Jody, that she would have a roof over her head, that you will provide food and clothing for her. Father, that you will be her husband, basically. Hallelujah. Father, you love, hallelujah, the backslider. Father, you have compassion on the brokenhearted. So, Father, we ask that you would look upon Jody right now, Lord, and that you will bring healing to her whole being, to her whole life. Father, and we speak love in the atmosphere around Jody. We speak acceptance, hallelujah, of Jody in the beloved. And we thank you for her, Lord. We lay her before the throne to you, Father. And we thank you. Father, we bind up every demonic spirit that has been operating in Jody's life from this day forward. We come against the spirit of poverty. 
We come against the spirit of lack. We come against the spirit of homelessness in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, and we loose the spirit of prosperity. We loose the spirit of blessings upon Jody. We loose the spirit, hallelujah, Father, the spirit of wholeness in Jody's life, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against Jody from this day forth shall prosper, but that you would give, the, uh, give Jody a mind and a heart to seek you no matter what state she may be in. And we cover her in the blood from the crown of her head to the very soles of her feet, the blood of Yahshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, for her in Christ's name. Father, I pray for every listener. I pray for every listener on TalkShoe, even the one, hallelujah, that called me out of my name, Father, I pray for peacings and blessings, O Lord. I pray for salvation and deliverance, Father God. Father, that you would awaken the sleeper, Lord God, from their slumber, that we would be trees of life, not trees of death, that we would speak healing, hallelujah, to our brothers and sisters and healings to the nation. Father, we ask, O Father, that you would bless Jerusalem, Hallelujah, and the people of Jerusalem. We ask, O oh, Father, that you will bless, hallelujah, the people that are called by your name, O oh Lord. Father, that you will bring us into unity as one body, one believer under one shepherd. We thank you, Father. In the name of your son, Yeshua Hamashik, we pray. Amen. Well, beloved, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Sister Ingrid. We, uh, Sister Blue, the spiritual strategy manual I sent you to, the one that we're in is not the one that has the S-U-B on, at the end of it. The S-U-P, I'm sorry. The, uh, the S-U-P, that's the supplementary spiritual strategy manual. The one we're in is the Spiritual Strategy Warfare Manual that does not have the SUP on the end. Hallelujah. On Wednesday, beloved, at 7.30 Pacific time, we're going to get back into Chapter 15 on the Battle of the Tongue. That will be Part 2, and we're going to continue on, hallelujah, with this study. If you have the, the study, um, we're, uh, the subject is Satan seeks control of your tongue by tempting you to speak. What is it that he's trying to tempt you to speak? And we'll pick up on flattering words. Hallelujah. There's many things, there's many words that he's trying to tempt us to speak. And that uh, we left off on page 201. Hallelujah. 201. If you would like to receive the um, Spiritual Warfare Manual. You can, hallelujah, write wog.vitw at hotmail.com. Glory to God. I ask, uh, ask, beloved, that you all would be in prayer for me. Hallelujah. I am battling something. I don't know what it is, but I'm battling it. Glory to God. And most of the things is from what people have spoken in my life, the ones that claim that they love me. 
Hallelujah. It's the people that, you know, beloved, it's the people that um, are not, that doesn't have a relationship with you. Strangers that don't have relationship with you cannot really affect you. But it's those that are close to you. Hallelujah. That you truly, sincerely love are the ones that can affect you by what comes out of their mouth. And those are the ones that the enemy will use. Glory to God. A stranger can't affect you, but somebody that is in your family or maybe someone that's in in, in the church that you go to because that's part of your family, Satan will use those people to tear your life up, to curse you, to destroy you. But we're going to learn how to counter uh, counter attack these curses by speaking blessings in return. Well, on on Wednesday, Monday too, on Wednesday morning, beloved, may God bless you, may God keep you, may God's face shine up on you as you continue to seek God by sitting at his feet and learning from him until Wednesday. God bless you and shalom.